You're listening to the Coach's Journey Podcast. Exposing the struggles and celebrating the successes in the life of coaches who are action takers and creating authentic impact in today's world. Whether you're just starting out, expanding your reach, or exploding your impact, you're in the right place right now. Stay tuned and be sure to subscribe to this podcast. Now, here are your hosts of the Coach's Journey Podcast. Welcome, coaches. If you want to understand how to deliver sessions at the highest level, especially your discovery call, your strategy session, your first sales calls, the call that you do with your clients, stay tuned because you are going to be hearing two seasoned coaches talk about how we've been able to develop a system, a framework around delivering sessions at the highest level. And we'll, we'll kind of try to break it down. Maybe not the whole framework, but we'll talk about what has worked, what hasn't worked, what we're working on consistently because we're growing as well. And also for those who don't know this in our community, if you're part of our community, we are doing a masterclass on Monday, the 19th at 1 p.m. Eastern on delivering sessions that sell. Today we're discussing this, but I'm going to walk you through the framework that we actually use, that you can use it in your business to not only deliver sessions at the highest level, but actually increase your conversion rate and also increase your referrals that come from those calls. Uh, I'm excited to jump in uh, today. Dr. Sherry's not here. She is gone on her, I think she's going to visit a family, Daniel, uh, one of our business partners. And an awesome coach is here to join us on this call. Daniel, how, how do you feel about this uh, topic? This is such a great topic. It's one that's often like a stumbling block, I think, for it was for me for a long time as a coach. So I feel like it's like, you know, how do you have the call, right? It's like you're all like as an early coach, I was always worried about like making the sale and like, what about the price? And what are they going to say about this? And, you know, how's that all going to go? And, you know, and like, do I know my offers? And like, no, I don't. And, you know, there's, there's so many things going through a coach's mind in their discovery session that a little bit of preparation can help a lot with, but also like how to run them and how to feel about them. It just takes time. And there's some shortcuts for sure, but you have to like put in some reps and get practice too. So I would just encourage everybody out there. If you're struggling with discovery sessions or sometimes you call them strategy sessions or intro sessions or initial sessions, whatever you want to call them. If you're struggling with those, that's okay. It's part of the process. Hopefully today we'll be able to help you a little bit with that. And on Monday, the masterclass will definitely help you even more. And then you've gotten practice the stuff, right? Take the time to prepare, especially if, like debrief your previous calls. That's, you know, like it's things I should have done when I was a beginning coach. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The, there's one phrase that changed my coaching business and that's from the prosperous coach. And, and I read it and just stuck in my head by Rich Litvin saying, if you really want to get better as a coach, if you really want to sell a high ticket uh, coaching program, if you really want to serve at the highest level, the main thing you need to be focused on is coach, coach, and coach. And that those three, like coach, coach, and coach has been in my head for the past six years. I'm like, okay. And my whole goal, and even Rich Lindemann talks about it, is like one of the things that helped him move ahead was that he did more sessions than anybody else around him at that time. He just, he didn't care how he did them, where he got the sessions from. He's like, my goal is to find as many sessions that I can do with people. So not only do I understand this process, but I, can, I understand what actually works and what doesn't and improve my skill sets in this process. So yeah. well, what are your thoughts about that, Danny? I, I love that. What, so what, it's just kind of like, you know, when you're, if you're an artist or a songwriter or whatever, you, you, the best way to like get good is to just write a song every day or draw art every day. And because there's, there's lots of research around like quantity actually creates some really good 
good pieces. Whereas, you know, if you just focus on like the one really good thing, it might not work. Right. So you want to do like as much as possible. And I love that approach because it's like, even if you know nothing, you have no experience, you suck. You don't even know what coaching means. If you just have these conversations with people over and over and over and over again, so many times that it just becomes second nature to you all of a sudden, well, not all of a sudden, after like a, a whole ton of these, you're going to be good. Like you're just going to get, you're going to be better than 99% of people just by doing that. Right. It's like, if you do enough reps at anything, you're just going to be better than most people. And, and I want to give some frame of reference around this. And, and this is, for me, this was interesting because when I was going the first couple of years of my coaching, if I just added up how many sessions I actually did, I don't think I did more than like 15, 20 sessions in a yeah, whole year. In a whole year. Yeah. <laughs> so true, me too. <laughs> and pretty much every coach I've talked to, like how, how many people have you coached? How many people have you been in sessions with? First of all, they can't, they don't even know what that is, that number. But if they were to kind of do some calculation in their head, it's not that many people. And there, therein lies the problem. And one of the things I, I learned from Brendan Burchard is that if you're going to build any craft, do it every day, even if you do it for 30 minutes. Whatever you need to do it, do that thing every day. Be in that, or at least on your work days. And for me, my initial thought was, no, no, I need to spend a a while in a week, 30 hours, 40 hours doing this. But no, the thing that actually helped me more than anything else to actually just consistently be in the game. So I'm either reaching out to to people to support them or I'm in conversations. And after seven and a half years, I'm still doing the same thing. It's just, it's amplified a little bit. Same exact process. I'm just in coaching conversations pretty much every day. At this point, I'm doing a mix of group and one-on-one. Initially, when I started out, it was mostly one-on-one sessions. Yeah, I love that consistency because like at the end of the day, you have to find a way to invite people into conversations and then have a way to have those conversations. And those are the two things you need the most reps at as a beginning coach, right? It's like, getting people into the conversation than having the conversation. So the fact that you're still doing it today just tells, tells people, you know, like that can be a long-term game, not just like, Oh, if I do it for two months, it doesn't work. Well, I got, I got, I guess it's not going to work. I should try something else or I should quit. Like, yeah. you know, and, and, and also from a sales point of view, and I, I want to give some numbers. So it's because a lot of times when you're starting out, you don't know what the hell works. You don't know what I, I should do. So we kind of get involved in multiple different things. Yesterday, I had a conversation with a coach uh, within our community. She was doing a lot of things, but it was not related to the, to the coaching business. It wasn't actually helping move anything forward. And, and she knew it. She, she's like, well, this is, I'm, I've kind of fallen off the past month. And that's the sense. And that's what happens. You do it for a little bit and then you fall off and then maybe you will go back after a month or two months. But just, just to give you a, an understanding of this, I think if, if we're looking at it from a business and sales point of view, you, you need to, one of the most important metrics I would say is your conversion rate. Understand how many, if you were to do 10 calls, how many of those people will want to work with you, will, will sign up for your package. And so if, you've, you, if you haven't done 10 calls or if you don't even know what that is, I would just assume uh, you would sign up one out of 10 in the beginning, just one out of 10. So he, here was my challenge. When I was starting out, so that I remember the first year, I think I did maybe 12 calls or something. Out of those, I signed up one and I was like, I suck. But the whole year I did 12, 12 calls. I, I, I didn't do enough calls to even understand it. So, so a good reference point is 
get to 100 calls. If you do 100 calls, you will know beyond a shadow of doubt what's happening. And then you can improve from there. You can't improve something you don't actually see what that is, where you are. Yeah. Yeah. One of the, one of the mindset challenges in that early phase, especially if you don't have another source of income, a lot of coaches will be in where I was, which is, oh, I have to make a sale. And the focus was on like selling that person. So which made me really afraid to fail in those conversations. So I wasn't willing to have it. Like, I think that's why I only had like maybe a dozen conversations as well, the strategy sessions that year. And I also sold just one. And it was somebody who signed up for my 12 session package, but only wanted to pay for six up front. Uh, and then the, after six, he would do the rest. And I was like, mm, okay. And then he quit after six, right? So, <laughs> so, but like, that was a learning experience, right? Like every session I did was a learning experience. But the problem, I wasn't seeing it that way. I was seeing it like a failure. Oh, everybody said no. So like, oh, and then it set me back. And then it would take me longer to be willing to have another conversation. And so like, if I had thought, if I thought differently, if I, if I heard the one thing, like that your goal is to just get to hundred conversations, no matter how many knows you get, like, like that would have been a way more fun goal. I could have tracked that. I could have fun with that goal and be like, okay, great. One more point, one more point. I could be tracking the points to hundred instead of like feeling like a failure every time I, I got a no and then resisting the next call. Like if I don't want to have these calls, cause I know I'm going to get a no, then it's like, what is that person going to think when I finally have the call to them? What's going to come out, come out of my own, you know, mental game there. Right. It's like, Oh, you're probably going to say no, but is this is a message you're going to send. Yeah. And even, and I love that because even to this day, I have a couple of calls and just so I laid out how, how I do them. And I think you can share how you approach them. So generally if I get a referral or somebody books a call, it's usually like a 20 minute or a 30 minute call. I will get on that call. I'll find out a little bit about them, what they're trying to do, why they thought coaching will help them, why they got interested. So it gives me some data as to where they're coming from. But essentially I'm trying to figure out whether or not we're kind of a fit as just initially in that, in that area, have they gone through a coaching process and would I even want to have a longer conversation with them? After I do that, I book a longer call and I tell them like yesterday I had a, one of those calls and an incredible guy, like he had, he had built complete financial freedom. Like most people dream about that complete. He was on autopilot, his income. He's like, at this point, my concern is not money. He was looking to figure out his own purpose. He was looking to be a better father, better husband, a better contributor. And he's like, most of my, most of my week is spent either going with my friends golfing or something like that, or I'm in, in the personal development world. I'm in my faith. I'm, I'm trying to be a better father. I love that. I was so excited about that. And I told him like, I don't know if I can help you or, or if we can go deeper in this area, but I'm really excited to jump in and go dive deep. But I'm really excited about the things that you're trying and it feels very aligned with the way that, that I think and many of my clients are going towards. Would you be open to doing a, a deeper dive on this? That is it. And he's like, I'm curious. That, that's all. It, it, and so I don't know until I do that session what will happen. And I don't even know if he will be a client. He might not even be a client. But and this is the part that's important for coaches to understand based on what Daniel said is that a lot of times we're looking for a sale. I'm not looking for a sale. I want to deliver value for a couple of reasons. One, this gets a few reasons. One, this helps me get better. And I'm, work, I'm, I'm in a deep dive session with a high value client or with any client. I'm going deeper with them. I'm understanding whether or not my process works. I'm getting feedback in that process. What I'm also learning, what I'm also doing is I'm entering their network in a sense. If I'm able to add value, I just 
whether they sign up or not, I just got access to their network. So one of two things will happen. Either he will refer me or I'm at, and I'm explicitly asking them at the end, even if they don't sign up, is there anybody else in your network that would benefit from coaching like that? Then I get in touch with another one. Then I get in touch with another one. This is how you get into an industry. This is how I got involved in investors industry because I did so many strategy sessions with them before I knew they pretty much many of them know me by now because I've done a strategy session with somebody from their network or I've done a group call with somebody from their network. And then best case scenario, they sign up. That's even better. You'll get referrals. So you're either at the, at the end of the a session, you're either learning to get better or you've added value either getting a referral or you're signing up that client i don't care what happens you either get referrals or you get referrals but you know like you you also you know i I would add another thing there's another benefit to you is you get to serve right and so like like the thing like to actually literally right before this call the reason i didn't we didn't start at the time we're supposed to was i had a few extra minutes from my last it was like a connection call which was which was a 30 minute call but it ended up being like an hour call because they had a lot to share and I, and you know, they were being very, very vulnerable. I wanted to give them that respect, but I realized like, we're going to need a deeper call here. And, and that's usually the, the path anyways. But like, I really feel just him having the ear today was really beneficial for him. And it also, you know, gave me the opportunity to put that call on my calendar Friday. Yeah, I'm, I would be happy to get the sale, but I'm not sure yet if I want that sale, I want to see how it goes. And, but I, what I'm really excited about is I know I can help this person. I know I can help them in all the ways that they were talking about. And so on Friday, I'm going to do my, my, you know, discovery call with them. And it's two hours. Like, like for me to be willing to spend two hours on the phone with somebody, not knowing if it's going to be a sale. Like, that's why I have the connection call. I I don't want, I don't want to, I don't want to have a connection call with somebody that I don't want to have a a full strategy call with somebody that I, it's just, it's not going to be a fit. And I know that, but the fact that I am excited to help this person makes me excited to go on Friday because I know I'm going to make a difference. And if I make a difference, like I'm making a difference, which is what I want to be doing in my life. Right. So like, that's another way to think about like the, if you get a no, or if you get a not yet, and most no's are usually not yet. You made a, di- you made a difference in that call regardless. Yeah. I, I love that. And I want to wrap this up. So if you really want to get without any frameworks, without anything else, just like Daniel said in the beginning, if you really want to get better at this process, Make it, make it a goal to do at least 100 calls this year or in the next six months. It, it doesn't matter who you do it with. And these are longer strategy or discovery calls where you actually add value, support them, and also offer your program. So don't, don't not offer your program at the end of the call or ask for a referral, one or the other, and, or, or both of them. Or both, yeah. <laughs> or or uh, both of them. So what will happen is by the end of the 100 calls, and here's my prediction, and you can come back to me. My prediction is that you will probably end up with at least eight to 10 clients, depending on how you've structured your call. If you don't end up with eight to 10 clients, then reach out to me. We, can, we have data to analyze now. We can see how we can accelerate it because all you might need is a few tweaks, but it might even be that you sell a lot more. You might be much better than you think. So take that as a challenge. Do that the next six months or one year, set it up for yourself. I, you will be thanking us at the end of six months. I wish I had done that. And just for math, if you think 100 is a lot, think about it this way. That's eight per month for 12 months. That's not that many calls. Eight. That's two a week. If you have two calls a week with somebody, you, everybody can do that if you really set your mind to it. Like, for example, if you're you know, pursuing this on a half-time basis, 
uh, or more. Now, if you're only pursuing this on a shorter time frame, then you can adjust, but like the time frames. But in, if you're full time and this is all you're doing in six months, that's four calls, four calls a week. You should be able to do a lot more if you're doing this full time. I'm actually talking to people who have maybe 10 hours a week. If you book five calls a week, that's. that's I'm not trying to scare them. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, this is an uncomfortable process. And by the way, yeah. most, most coaches, True. this is the part that they're scared of more than anything else to True. put themselves out there in a call, not knowing that whether or not they will add value. And, and even the person that I mentioned yesterday, I felt out of my comfort zone a little bit uh, when I, when I, I'm like, let's jump in. I don't know what's going to happen. Cause I saw that he had done a lot of work in there and, and I've actually gotten in those calls. I, I realized uh, I did one call, I think three, four months ago with this business owner, he was actually a monk as well. He, at the end of it, I actually, I stepped back. I'm like, I don't think you need this coaching. And what I recommend, I'm like, I have a feeling that you need a different kind of support. And he said, you know what? I need a business consultant in my field. I don't need a, a coach. And he had done a lot of work in, at that point. But I did, what he did do is he connected me with his business partner. He's like, I feel like I'm showing up as a coach with my business partner. I'm like, all right, let's book a call with you. Now <laughs> I, I've done a session with this business partner. They want me to get involved a little bit in their team. So it's leading to a into a direction that I didn't even know. And you can sign up the first person that, on a call. So you never know what opportunity you're going to get. So let's wrap this let's up. Let's go to the content of like, how do you do one? Yeah, the, con the content. That's what, so this was the first part we wanted you to kind of get open to doing these calls because that's what will do a lot of the improving. But now maybe we can start with challenges. Daniel, maybe you can share what doesn't work or what hasn't worked for you in these strategy sessions. Then we'll go to what happened. <laughs> <laughs> oh, let me think back. And honestly, I think to my most recent, like in every single session I have, there's something that didn't work great, you know? And like, because like there's always room to improve. So like, don't think that you're ever going to perfect it because you're always getting better because this is thing as perfection. But what doesn't work is coming in insecure. <laughs> that, that's rough. Like you come in insecure, it's going to really stand in the way of you being able to serve as well as being able to make that offer confidently. I, I feel like that's like the biggest killer is like, just what, what, what does that look like, Daniel, when somebody shows up insecure? Yeah, it's like, oh, I really need this client. I mean, that's neediness is not a good word for, for something that doesn't work. Another good example of something that doesn't work, which is like, oh, I really need this client or I don't know if I'm going to, gonna gonna be good enough or I'm, I'm afraid of getting rejected you know like it's if, if you're framing it in terms of things that are gonna make you feel bad or if you're framing it in terms of like like it matters like whether the client says yes or no to you as a person like it's like your own self-worth on the line almost like we're always gonna have like our own associations and self-worth around our work but when it's to the point where it's it's staying in your mind you're entering that call with that as a frame that's that usually doesn't work. Yeah. And, and I, I've actually learned that from, I love what Steve, Steve Chandler actually uses that term. Don't be needy. Yeah. Don't, don't show up needy. And what he's, and actually most of the reason why, why coaches show up as needy and I did too. So it's not a judgment was is because of the money piece It's like, Oh, I, I need to get the sales because something is off. And, and if you kind of, if you enter the session with that mindset of closing this person, or I need this sale, you, all, all sorts of things will come in that will interfere with you serving this person. All sorts of uh, challenges in your own thought processes, your own insecurities, all sorts of things will just arise. And, and what Steve Chandler clearly says, if you need money, get a job right now. 
find a way to make money until you can build this. So I, I would say give yourself at least a six month cushion, if not more. Uh, yeah. You will make money, but it's, it might not be the first month or the second month. You need to put in a little bit of time in this to work it out. And it might sound disheartening, but I always ask coaches like either you have a cushion in terms of the money you've saved or you, ha or you have a job or something in the background. Focus on making the money from there until you can, until you see that you can actually do this. And that's when that's, and when you do that, when you put that aside and you make this a long-term goal, make, you make this a career path, you make this as a way to, to serve people, what ends up happening is that you show up with a very different intention. I just need to serve you. And that's, a, would you say that's what you're trying to communicate? Sani? Yeah, yeah, that's a great, I love that how you elaborated. I'll turn it back on you. What else doesn't work, Faisal? So I love that you started with that. For me, one of the areas that, so we all, assuming that you come from a certification or you've gone some sort of training and coaching that you've gone through and every certification, one of the things that they do is they promote their process, uh, which is fine. Nothing wrong with that. For example, uh, Daniel Line, at least one, one of our certifications is certified high performance coaching. When you look at the way that the strategy session, they give you a framework around that. And that's one of the, better ones that give you actually a framework. When you go to another certification, they might not even give you a framework. They'll give you a set of principles or foundational key things that you go through. And then you kind of have to put it together and, and make it into a strategy session for yourself or a discovery call. But let's say they, they're giving you this, you're jumping in. And this is my thought process. When I was kind of running through that, I didn't know how to navigate it in the sense that how do I take the client from this point to this point using the framework or foundational principles around it? And what would end up happening is I would get stuck in the framework a lot of times. I would get saying so, and, and I'm thinking the people who are teaching this or the certifications, they're kind of stuck with their own framework too. They're like, they're giving you the framework with which you're going to work with, but coaches get stuck in their own head with that framework. So what I kept doing was I was trying to kind of fit the client into that framework. But a lot of times clients might not have, might not need you to kind of put them into that framework. You can use the framework. And the way I started to look at framework is it's, it's a tool for me to support clients a little bit faster, a little bit better, but it's not the thing that will necessarily exactly help them. So follow your framework and everything. But uh, one of the things that made an improvement for me was for me to do a lot of discovery in the beginning is to, to help me understand what exactly are their challenges, whether or not it fits into the framework, I need to understand how to support them with that, not fit them into the framework that might or might not support them. So I, I be, and, and they kind of teach that in certifications, but we kind of lose sight of that when we kind of go through the fr uh, framework. So I started to spend a good amount of my time, especially the first 30 minutes, is trying to understand why are they there? What, are, what do they think their challenges are? What is their perception of their life? How are they looking at their life? And, and where do they see their life going? And it gave me a, gave me a good view of where, we, where I can take this, this conversation towards versus kind of, hey, let me go through this piece of it, that piece of it, and maybe I'll come up with something. What, what are your thoughts about that? I, I would say, yes, I would totally agree with that. I think for beginner coaches, a lot of the time, the framework is actually the thing that helps them learn that process, learn what you just said. So if you're going through your, your standard frameworks or your particular process in your, in your particular course or frame or certification, that's sometimes how you get the reps to figure out where to use yeah. it and where not to. That's how I did anyway. 
starting with what's provided is usually good. Like I like to like to say what Ryan Levesque says, which is sometimes it's good to emulate before you innovate. But but there's a reason that f- there's a lot of different frameworks. It's like a lot of them apply to different kinds of people and different situations. And so I like having a number of different frameworks that I can draw on as a tool belt. But the most important framework for you is serving the client from where the client is at. And I think I love the word discovery session more than a strategy session sometimes because it's a reminder for me that I'm here to discover as much as possible about the client so that I can serve them best. So like focus, focusing that session on discovery. So like a lot of, a lot of times, you know, and I'm not saying that you shouldn't, but a lot of times we, we want to coach the whole session and really solve all the problems in that session. And to be honest, like if they're coming to you for coaching, a lot of problems can't be solved that quickly. Some may be able to, but oftentimes you give somebody the solution. It's actually not the solution. And so they actually need a deeper process to get to more solutions and outcomes that they're looking for. So a lot of times it's very good to just discover as much as you can. So failure to discover is a great way to not sign a client because not only do you not really know, the client doesn't know because uh, like discovery is, is helpful for them to express for themselves what the things are that they need to be yeah. like focused on or that their goals are. So I, I like to, the, the, so what, I, what didn't really work for me was just trying to solve problems only in that session um, and go, f- and I had to move from a problem solver to a coach which problem solving can be part of coaching, but I like to focus on, what I learned is focus instead on discovering as much as possible, do some coaching, help the client solve their own problems, maybe have a quick win, maybe have uh, a couple of takeaway actions they can do right away. But like, ultimately the point of it is if the client, the transformation the client needs is not gonna happen in one session, which is probably why they came to you, then you're gonna have to help them make some decisions. And so the thing that doesn't work is, is not being able to help client make decisions. It's like not focusing on the decisions that they need to make for themselves. Specifically, if it's the right next step for them to join your program, that's a decision they need to make if you get to that point in the session and that's, and that's the right thing. So help, being able to help them through that process, I didn't understand that. And so the thing that didn't work for me is like, oh, like sign up for my coach. And they're like, oh, no, no, I'm good. <laughs> they're not, they, were, they were not ready. So not addressing those fears and not being able to create the space for them to um, understand that you're helping them make a decision that's good for them. So, so that's, that's the thing that doesn't work, which is like doing it for yourself <laughs> so you can get the sale, right? Which is, which is sort of contradictory in a way, but it's also true. A couple of phrases you use and then you corrected it afterwards or, or you elaborated on afterwards. One is like, uh, don't do coaching, do discovery. But the, the thing is the thing it that the, most initial coaches think as coaching, that's not actually what coaching might be, the deeper forms of coaching. Is yeah, that, exactly. Like you said, problem solving. Uh, so, and I've heard this over and over from at least 10 different coaches who have asked them, like, what do you do? Like, because when I get on a call with them, I want to know how they're, especially those who are struggling with getting clients and have, they've done a few problems, like, can you walk me through what you do? And they will say this almost very similar to each other. And they will say that in the beginning, I'll just, so my focus is to kind of get them to share their challenges and pick one, one area where I can give them a quick win problem solving, quick win. And then I offer my program and find out what their goal is. And I offer my program as a bridge. This is the basic format of a sales call. Find out what their pain points are, what their goals are, and your program is a bridge. Now, the problem is they're focusing on a quick win without doing all the discovery. So they don't actually, whatever they think is the pain point is 
probably not the actual pain point. And to make it worse, the client might not even know what their actual pain points are until you've done the discovery because the discovery itself brings up a lot of things that they're not even aware of. And one of the biggest reasons why clients, I would say, sign up with me is that they realize things that they never thought about. I still remember I was doing a session. This was a very funny session with this doctor, with this physician, ER physician. And we went through, it was a two-hour session. I think his wife was sitting across him on the other side of the, the, the room and listening to the whole thing the whole, the whole time. Did you know that at the beginning? I didn't know that. I did not know that. So I found that out at the end of it. So... I'm going through the whole session and let me see if I remember the specifics. So he had structured his life a certain way. He, he didn't have, he, he was one of those ER physicians who had, he was in the military world, but he was also an ER physician within that, within that context. And he didn't have to work a lot. He only worked about, I think, 12 days out of the month. But the way he had structured his life was a complete mess. He didn't know how to do work. He was unfocused. He was ADD about a lot of things. He didn't know how to connect with people with his time. So his time was all over the place. We went through a whole discovery and we, we figured out a few challenges of why he was thinking he should have structured it. How did you go through that discovery? Share a little more detail on that. So, the, okay, I'll, I'll, I'll share the detail. Before the detail, I want to just share this part. So as I, as I went through the discovery, he, he came to a point where he, he realized something. There was an insight there, there. And all I did was ask him, well, based on what you've shared, how can you structure your life a little bit differently? He's like, oh, I can just go talk to my boss and I can restructure my calendar in this way and I can do this and the other. He came up with the solution, the whole solution, not the whole solution for all the problems, but within that context. And he looked frustrated. I'm like, how do you feel right now? He's like, to be honest, a little bit frustrated. I don't know why I didn't come up with this myself. And then he smiles. He's like, my wife is kind of laughing at me from across the because <laughs> she isn't listening today because he, he was kind of, his ego was hurt a little bit in that moment. And I told him like, this is very common. Like anybody, the, a lot of times solutions are not that obvious for us when we're trying to figure this stuff out. We all have blind spots in that space. So I kind of had to give him a little bit that, that this, is, this is not just you. But the way I went through, so the structure of it is that I spent a good 30, 40 minutes in the beginning just actually understanding different aspects of his life, what's happening, what are his challenges. And one of the reasons, like I mentioned, a lot of coaches go towards a quick win because they notice one challenge, they just jump into that, they coach, coach them through that or they problem solve through that. I didn't do that. I, I tried to figure out what's actually happening and in terms of what he thinks his challenges are, where are there areas that he thinks he needs to grow in? What is his perception? How does he think about these problems? What does he think brings uh, that fulfillment, happiness, all that stuff? What does he think that is not good in his life? What does he think that's positive? So I'm doing a lot of discovery and I'm trying to also figure out what is his short-term process? What is his long-term vision around what he's trying to do? And as I'm doing that, usually when I get to the long-term piece, the vision, based on that, I, I usually ask them, go into that how would you structure your life a little bit differently based on what you want to create? And usually people are not long-term thinkers. He's thinking maybe one year out, two years out. But when we look out five years out, the kind of life he's creating or six years or 10 years out, his thinking changes around his life. It's like, oh, if I really want to live that life, I can't wait five years. I can make a bunch of changes right now and the rest I can strategically set it up. And he quickly came up with a solution himself, at least around that area. 
So that discovery piece around different parts of his life makes a huge difference in helping the client understand their own thinking process and how they're feeling, how they can structure it a little bit differently. I don't have to do much around the problem solving. They do it themselves. And I think that also for a lot of coaches, because they might also go with this mindset that I need to help solve something for them. You actually don't need to do that. A lot of the times clients do the solving. You just need to help stay with them and get them to go deeper and deeper into their own challenges and their, into their own and, and how they're thinking about their own life, how they're structuring it, how they're connecting with other people, how they're perceiving things. And they begin to see the, 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 the blocks in their own path. And I think that's what leads to the solution. Now, I, I will mention, I do focus on a couple of things. Uh, when I'm doing this whole session, I'm looking for a big, hairy problem. And for him, that was one of those problems. He had been stuck in that routine for the past year and he had no sleep. Even though he had a lot of time, he, he was jumping in and uh, finding these businesses to invest in, but he didn't know how to focus on building that. And he didn't have enough time with his family. That was a huge part of his uh, vision. And he didn't know how to navigate around that. He was just doing the same things over and over and hoping that the results would be different. And all of a sudden, when we did all that discovery, it became very clear to him. He's like, no, no, that's not how he wants to do these things. He wants to make a shift. And yeah, so that, that's one part of it. And then maybe I'll, I'll pick another uh, quick win. Maybe that's around business that I saw the problem and I will help him do some problem solving. But I get him to come up the, with the solution, not necessarily me. Was that, was that clear? That was pretty good. I think for all the coaches listening right now, you should rewind that whole segment and listen to it again because there's so much gold in there if I thought, oh my gosh. But if I were to summarize what I think you said, it's like, and we had, we had a conversation about this uh, in Dallas uh, around how we, how we do this. Uh, but like the idea of building a map of the territory is like you kind of get a really feel of the context of their whole life. And then there are probably a couple, one or two areas where they can get a quick win so that they know that you can get them quick wins in these conversations. But also identifying like, like a big problem that cannot be solved in this one session. Yeah. Right. Um, and so those are problems that you uncover through the discovery. And the more you do of that, the more they realize they actually really need help in a lot of areas. And then addressing that over the course of the program kind of makes sense. Right. Because a lot of people come in thinking they're just going to come in for the quick win and be gone, but they don't realize how valuable these wins can be for them. So I, I love all that. I would add, so a couple of you know high level things that I focus on in my strategy sessions, I would agree with you. It's like there's the vision and the challenges, also known as you know having clarity of of what you want your life to be. Developing that usually people haven't spent time there. And if they have, you can you can test see how clear they are, and then it's usually a little more clarity you can get with them. But I would also say the opposite. There's two sides of the coin. You want to get clarity on their vision to some degree, and you also want the clarity on the obstacles, the challenges, the problems, the struggles. Because that's what one the pleasure that they that, that they want and the pain that's holding them back, right? And so I like to also ask them questions in those areas about why why these things are important. Like so, for example, they say like I want my life to look like this. I want to have, you know, more time away from work. And why does that matter? And then talk about their family or something. And then they really get down to like the thing really the core of why that piece of the vision is so important to them. And then same thing on on the struggles. It's like what are these obstacles and challenges that are holding you back? What are you struggling with? And like. Why does this feel, I love to ask the question, why does that feel challenging? And what would happen if you, if you were to not have that struggle? Like, what does that, what does that look like? And why is this struggle so important to you? And they'll tell you the reasons why this matters. And that's important because they have never felt those reasons why 
in a while because they're so busy doing other things and they're not taking the time to reflect. So that's why even just the coaching itself, the session itself is valuable because they're reflecting and they're really connecting deeper with their emotions. And that's one of the big goals of the strategy and discovery session is to connect deeply with the emotional things that are driving them towards the vision or that they're feeling because of their struggles and their obstacles. So what feels really bad about that challenge or what feels really good about that vision? That's a really deeper place to take them. And as you start uncovering those things, you start to see the things that are like really important to them. And then that's why those are the things that will help them make the decision to A, move forward in their life on these things and B, move forward in the program, right? Because the program is literally going to help them with the things that they're talking about. And now they know why it's important for them because most of the time people don't know why. So I think it's really important to cover those deeper emotional uh, whys for people as you go through this process. Yeah, uh, I love that. One, one of the things that really stuck out to me, even from the first cert- first day of certification, I think it was Brendan Burchard that said this, is that engage their emotions or die trying. And he was not joking. It's like, that is your job as a coach. If it's all thought in their head and they're just sharing, sharing intellectual awareness of whatever is happening, it's not going to have the effect you're looking for. And, and through this discovery process, there's a lot of nuances in there. So we're just sharing high level here. Through the discovery process, process, you're getting them to feel. Most people don't feel. Most people don't reflect deep enough. Most people don't go into their experience to notice it. So, so especially in, in the Western world, especially in the US and Canada, if you're looking at it, most people are so busy that they, they haven't had time to notice what they ate. They haven't had time to notice what their partner looked at, looked like that day. Uh, they haven't had time to, to kind of ask what's going on with their business partners or other things. But the, the challenge is, is that when, when they're doing that stuff, it looks like they're moving forward and they are at the surface level, but they're leaving behind a lot of the other things that are actually happening in their subconscious. So you're bringing up a lot of that stuff when you're asking these questions, they're starting to feel it. And uh, great coaches, they will notice they will notice the, the emotions on their faces. And part of what you're doing is you're checking in with them. So this is bringing up, uh, I can see that there's, there, there, there's something around this that's making you feel or there are emotions that are coming up. Can you share a little bit? Now you're going even deeper. And they're like, I didn't know that was there a lot of times. I didn't know I felt like this yeah. about this. I didn't know I was neglecting my wife. I didn't know I was neglecting my husband, whatever that looks like. They may even know, but not have really taken the time to really feel what that feels like knowing that. Like you can know up here, like, oh, I'm neglecting my wife, but like to really like face that and feel it is important. So that's why to, in order to get the, the emotions, you got to slow things down. Like, and like, that's why I like to do like longer sessions. So we have the time to really slow things down. So people come in trying to rush through things and you just like, Hey, let's, let's, let's slow this down a little bit and really get them to go through a little slower and teaching them to slow themselves down is part of the process. So if you think, and where am I going to find clients? Like everybody in North America is a potential client because of the culture and everybody is not slowing down. So everybody can benefit from slowing down and really feel their emotions and discover for themselves what their visions are. And that's how you discover, discover what their challenges and their obstacles are. That's how you discover it, feel the importance of those things. And then recognize that you're the one who can help them slow down and make them feel the things they need to feel and, and create that safety so they can make a decision to move forward with the program with you that's a win-win for everybody, right? Yeah, and, and I want to just share two simple things in here. A lot of times coaches might be like, well, and we're not prescribing that you should do two-hour sessions. So I've actually experimented with 45 minutes, one hour, 90 minutes, and two hours. 
And a main reason why exactly as Daniel said, I want them to slow down and coaches might hesitate with, first of all, experiment with all those, see how your process works, what kind, because your coaching might be a little bit different than ours. And so experiment with it, but let's say you're doing a longer session, let, let the client know that this is your process. Well, they usually you ask because a lot of coaches might hesitate. Well, what if that person is busy? What if they don't want to jump in on a two hour call? Give them an option. If they say two hours, they don't accept it. Go for a 90 minute call. But as tell them that this is your process, I, I, I want to go a little bit deeper here because that will give them the data needed for them to make a better decision and on their own path for themselves. And second, a lot of coaches are in a hurry to close people. So they might do one call and offer their program. That might not be the case. On average, I spend about three to four hours with a client before I get them to sign, before they sign up with me. And you might think that's a, a lot of, a lot of time uh, that, that I'm putting in that, but Keep in mind that if you look at the long-term journey of a client, on average, clients will stay with me one year. Many of them will stay two, three, four years. That's, that's a lot of coaching. Plus, the, the referral value of each client is huge. I, I, at this point, I counted at least $100,000 for each client that signs up with me. And, and I've tracked that data. That's usually the case. So it's three to four hours, two to three hours in, worth it for you to get not only revenue, but... Uh, impact and serve so many people in their community or in their environment that's for you to decide we'll leave it at that daniel needs to jump off as well if you want to actually go deeper into the actual because we didn't actually go into the nuances of the framework i'm actually taking you step by step this is what you do in the first 10 minutes 20 the next 20 minutes in the next 30 minutes if you did a two-hour call so i'll walk you through that on monday and that's what is it june 19th at 1 p.m eastern make sure you show up there we'll put the link below for you to register you need to register you don't want to miss this one if you want to up level your skill sets and you want to deliver at the highest level any last thoughts daniel if i thought i would love to talk about this even more with you so actually i'm going to come on monday because i want to also learn from the things that you do that i might not be doing or that can level up and maybe i can add some some of my additional help for you but we should have a conversation before that even as well if we can but uh, i'm excited for that session on money Definitely. If, if you like this session today and you want to know more detail and want to know more about what you can do in those discovery sessions, make sure for those listening to come on Monday for 1 p.m. And there's a link below, right? There's going to be a link added to below. I'm going to put it after this. So we're going to register. Yeah. And actually, if you're listening to this, type deliver there so I can we can share it with you guys. Yeah. How do you deliver those sessions? Yeah, I love that. And share your insights, thoughts. If you're listening to this outside of our community, please uh, like this or share your insights if you can on YouTube or anywhere around this podcast. We'd love to connect with you and reach out to you. Also join our community if you are if you haven't already. You would see the link somewhere here. Other than that, hope you have an incredible week and we'll see you next week. See ya. Keep coaching. Thank you, Daniel, for being here and keep coaching. All right. Bye. Bye. You're listening to the Coach's Journey Podcast. 